Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm super excited to have Julie All Soccer on. We connected, like I think, like a month ago, and um, I just love your vibe. I love your story, and I love what you're doing now. So hello, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So you've got a few different stories that we can go down the angle, the rabbit holes. Um I know you have a personal fertility journey and obviously we're a fertility podcast. So give us like a little bit of a brief of like who you were, what you dealt with and like where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I got married pretty young. We were, it was the week after my 21st birthday and we had a plan and that plan was well, I had a plan. That plan was two years after we got married, we were going to start having kids. So I was going to have three kids. It's going to be twin girls and a boy, even though, you know, twins don't run in my family. I had a plan. I knew it was unrealistic, but um, I was fairly healthy in my late teens because I was working with an herbalist to help me deal with um, celiac like symptoms and stuff like that. So I used to be really sick when I was young. I uh, saw several doctors, lots of doctors, and I was eventually diagnosed as sickly. That's what they told my parents. She's just sickly and she's always going to be sickly. That's her normal. So when I was 15, I met this herbalist. Um, she supported my system with herbs, supplements. Uh, I was taking a lot of them, like I think 45 pills a day. Jesus. Um, it was a lot. It was for yeah. a whole year, completely transformed my health. And I went from being sickly to being well. Mm -hmm. So I just had a whole bunch of healing that needed to happen. I was on lots of antibiotics when I was young. So that's the state that my body kind of went into college with being pretty good. You know, we ate fairly healthy. It was still, you know, the nineties. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Their low fat was still considered healthy back then. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, met my husband, uh, gained some weight in college, got married and then, um, two years turned into seven. And that was just because we weren't at a place where we were ready to have kids. Actually, it turned into five and then we started trying. But at that point in time, I actually had fallen back into a previous struggle that I'd had with anorexia. So I went to my doctor for just a regular checkup. And um, this was really early in our trying. And I was frustrated because I thought, you know, 
have sex, get pregnant. Woohoo. Easy peasy, right? Just stop the pill and it'll all work out. And so when I stopped and it had been a few months, I just went for my regular checkup and he had explained to me how being underweight, if I didn't start eating, you know, here are all the things that are going to happen because of that. Um, in addition, he goes, you're not going to get pregnant mm -hmm. because you're not even like you say, the state of our whole fertility, our eggs, our endocrine, everything, it's all related. So if you're malnourished in one area, you're malnourished in all areas yeah. and your body can't sustain what it needs to sustain. So, um, so I, I, started being more diligent and and usually my anorexia wasn't like I'm going to be as skinny as possible it was I know how bad that food is I can't afford organic and I was like so into health that like I was overwhelmed mm -hmm. by all the bad stuff out there that was just easier to just not eat yeah. like I'll just eat this little bit because everything else is crap and I just I can't even because I read I read a lot and I had to go, okay, I'm not healthy. I'm trying to be so healthy that I'm actually not healthy. I'm underweight, uh, which was the opposite because I had actually gotten really heavy. It's a whole thing. We're not going to go down there because we got, <laughs> we don't have a week here. But anyway, so I'm this person. I'm yo-yo yeah. weight. I'm super healthy. Then forget it. I'm just going to just be like everybody else. And I think then a lot I decided of people... to get pregnant. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that though. You know, yeah. like you yeah. know what you need to do, but there's all these aspects in life for one reason or another that just you don't. And then you right. like feel guilty and then you do and then you don't, you know, yes. there's a very And I then you have people... the of the physical effects yeah. of all the beating yourself up and you know, it's interesting because I was even, I was thinking about you the other day where I thought if I had had a fertility coach back then, it would have been, it would have been life-changing. Yeah. It's just like having a personal trainer, even personal trainers have personal trainers because we know these things, but we can get so overwhelmed trying to know everything that we're just paralyzed mm -hmm. and then we don't do any of the right thing. So that's really where I was at. And so we tried for 18 months to get pregnant before I finally went to uh, my fertility doctor and they started running the tests and they said, you know, come back after your period and we will run the subsequent tests. Um, it's interesting. I never got my period. I was pregnant. So I look back on that and you know, all the people that with, you know, goodwill say, oh, just relax and you'll get pregnant and you want to punch them in the face. But really I had not learned yet about how the nervous system affects the rest mm -hmm. of the body. And when I decided to go to the doctor, I'd kind of, you know, just given up at that time, like yeah. whatever. And then I got pregnant. So I was already making better choices I was eating low inflammatory foods. I was still making healthy choices, but I was eating enough now. Um, so there were a lot of changes, but it was really when I had emotionally just let it go that that's when I ended up getting pregnant, which made me a little bit mad. <laughs> I'm like, Arr. I was mad at all those people telling me to just simmer down. <laughs> um, 
uh, but I got pregnant and it, I was able to go full term and I had my oldest daughter. Um, I had a pregnancy in between when she was two months old and that one uh, was a miscarriage, but it was very, very early on. It was a positive pregnancy test that by the time I went in for the blood test a week later, cause I just didn't feel pregnant, mm -hmm. um, that the blood work showed that it wasn't a viable pregnancy. And then two months after that, I was pregnant with my second daughter who ended up being our last. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's a really cool story because if you didn't get that support you needed at 15, right. And just had the conscious awareness of what you needed to do physically Mm -hmm. really help support that journey, right? Like if you didn't have that information, I think your story would have been completely different, right? It wouldn't be, I don't want to call it easy, but you know, you could have faced a lot more issues, right? So I think that's cool. I can't cool. fathom with my sickly body mm -hmm. that I ever would have been able to get pregnant. I was, I was, I missed on average throughout the majority of my school life, one to two days every single week of school because I was puking or, you know, whatever. I just, um, the, the idea that my body would have been able to, uh, help another little human live in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. how? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just a testament that you live for so long in a sickly manner and then getting the proper support, you completely reversed everything, right? Like that wasn't your destiny, where I think a mm -hmm. lot of people are like, well, this is what I'm dealing with right now. So this is what I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. And that that's just not the right. case for most people, right? Like I know right. there's certain issues that you will carry. Right. There's but outliers. Yes, there's outliers. But the other thing is, I had to do something which is very countercultural, which is I had to not trust doctors. Yeah. I had to go, I understand that you have a lot of education, but everyone's knowledge is limited in some areas. They don't know everything. And so I went beyond their limitations to find somebody that knew something different. And I had to go, you're not always right. Yeah. And by doing that, I discovered not only can I find someone that can help me, but I can help myself. Yeah. So it empowered me to go, I can read a book. I've, I read more about nutrition in the first week of when I took ownership of my health than doctors get in their entire med school training. I know right. this now because of what I do now, but you can become more of an expert in some areas than your doctor. Mm -hmm. empower yourself be your own advocate yeah and that's a, out there <laughs> yeah I mean that's a big thing in you know in our community is that we do put the trust in the doctors because we feel that our body is betraying us and then obviously society has told us well unless you are an expert in that field you don't know what you're talking about and you know my message you know I did it in a day and age where um, there was enough information about health and wellness that I started putting it together. Now there's plenty of fertility books that you can pick up and literally connect those dots. Listen to this podcast. Like there's so much information out there. And still to this day, people aren't trusting their instincts. They know like half, more than half my clients are very well educated 
And I'm like, you know this stuff. Why have you come to me? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, probably because you're not, you don't have that guidance and support that um, people before you have gone through right? Those little yes. nuggets of knowledge of like time, mental and emotional work, um, you know, and just trusting your intuition. That's the biggest thing right now that I'm like supporting my clients with is trust your, you're here for a reason, right? And mm -hmm. even if that reason is desperation, you're still here, <laughs> you know, yes. like it's led you here. So yes. follow that. Um, it's, it's a, a very powerful message. And once you connect with that and just go, it was the same for me. Once I started not listening to the doctors, my whole entire world changed. So I'm not saying well, don't listen I to was, your doctors, but right, right. Well, we're not even allowed <laughs> to say that, which is another, you know, let's put on our tinfoil hat, but that's for another podcast. But um, I was going to say the same thing, though, because we work with our clients on these things, but these are lifelong processes, mm. you know, learning to listen to your intuition. We're still going to have those moments where we go, oh, is that really, really should I be doing it? You know, and then you have to go, no, I know that this is right for me. I don't care if everybody else is doing something different. It's interesting because I work with blood work and DNA. So DNA talk, we're 99.9% .9 identical of the human race DNA wise. Yeah. We have a 0.1% difference in our DNA. That 0.1% could fill up the largest library in the world uh, because DNA is so complex. But there are things that are good for everybody because we're humans, right? Don't chop off your arm. That's that's a very extreme example, but you know, that's bad for everybody. So there are things that are good for everybody. There are things that are bad for everybody, but there's a lot that's unique to you. And sometimes it's unique to you for your physical health because of your emotional past. Yeah. It's so incredibly complex and you can spend your entire life studying it and still learn something new every single day, mm -hmm. which is super fun if you like to geek out on that stuff. But the other thing I do is functional blood analysis. And so with that, we look at, you were talking earlier about um, a, someone that you know that had some blood work done and they had some stuff below a range. Well, what we know in the medical world is the range is enormous. Yeah. And in functional medicine, we look at more what we call optimal ranges. So when we're trusting our doctors to help us with our health choices, you also need to understand that they're not always, they for sure don't look at it from a functional medicine perspective completely. And yeah. then for a lot of them, if you're not way outside of range, they're not going to look at it. But for you being at the lower end of a normal range could be incredibly detrimental to your ability to get pregnant, to your ability to stay pregnant. I mean, all of those things, they're clues, they're puzzle pieces that will, instead of taking a whole bunch of supplements, because, well, this one can do this, and this one might do this, and this one, well, I have this symptom, so I'm taking this, so I think these might be right. The functional blood analysis goes, we're going to address the blood work not the symptoms. Yeah. We're not going to start giving a pill for an ill. We're going to look at the blood work 
we're going to give the blood work what it says it needs, and then the symptoms resolve themselves. So it's not that we're not trusting doctors. We're going, there are areas now that we have so much information available to us. There's so many advanced trainings for practitioners like you and I that want to add on DNA to our practice or add on functional blood analysis. This stuff is out there and we get to incorporate it and benefit our clients so they can stop throwing mud at the wall and yeah. going, well, I hope this is what this symptom means. I hope this is the cause of that symptom. We don't need to guess anymore. We get to know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's really funny because I just feel like we are in this time period where half a society or more than half, I should say, is like, well, no, that's doctor's territory. If you start talking about blood or genetics, DNA, endocrine system, ovaries, like, well, no, you can't possibly know because you're not a doctor. And right. it's like, well, there's doctors writing books and have YouTube channels. Like the doctors are right. telling us this stuff. Yeah, there's yes. a functional side, which some people think is cr like seriously quackery. Right. It's crazy. Right, right. And it's like, well, listen, all you have to do is, get in tune with what you feel you want to follow basically mm -hmm. right because they're both yeah. right both western medicine doctors and absolutely which is are right well in functional medicine the reason i like it so much is uh one of my areas of certification is that of naturopathy so naturopathy now we're way out right my nickname my husband's called me for years is the crazy natural lady he says it lovingly but my kids come in and something's wrong and i'm like ooh let's chew on this plant and i can slap it on your leg i mean yeah. if we're in the wilderness we're going to survive but so you've got naturopathy, you've got Western medicine, functional medicine is really in the middle. So mm -hmm. that's where I feel more people are open to functional medicine than they are naturopathy. Yeah. Functional medicine, we're going, there's good stuff on both sides. Let's bring it together. What I love is the diagnostics. Diagnostics yeah. are facts. You can't say, well, you're not a doctor. You can't know that it's numbers. Yeah, it, it's your your DNA. We're talking four letters of the alphabet in, in a variety of positions. And obviously it's way more complex than that. But my educator for my special uh, functional blood specialist certification, my mentor is a doctor, my mentor for my DNA, because I do trainings. And then I always set up mentorships because I just feel like I just love to learn. So the mentor that I have for the genetics is one of the top scientists that works in nutrigenomic DNA studies. And I get to meet with these people regularly. And I just even just sit in on their meetings. Now, you don't have access to do that if you're not a practitioner. But like you said, there are podcasts, there are books, they're written by doctors, if that matters to you. Yeah. But the information is out there. And what I tell people, people lovingly, sorry, not sorry. Um, I have not had a single client not improve their health. Right. And I use primarily herbs and vitamins and food. Yeah. I don't prescribe medicines. Yeah. I'm not allowed to, I yeah. wouldn't even if I could. Yeah. And so how does every single person get better when they do this? If it's snake oil. Yeah. 
it's funny because I was having this conversation with someone the other day and um, I had never really thought of our practices this way, but when you use functional medicine to improve your situation, whatever you're trying to do with having a pregnancy, no one can dictate that, right? There's many reasons mm -hmm. why people don't get pregnant with or without medical treatment with or without functional medicine. But I know at the bottom of my heart that even if my clients don't reach their ultimate goal, which that's really rare, they walk away a happier, healthier person. Yep. And you don't get that with Western medicine. You go in for a treatment, that treatment either works or doesn't work, and you're left just being the same old whatever, mm -hmm. good or bad, right? Where yeah. yep. I feel like our practices bring in so many different angles that, um, yes, we're shooting for your ultimate goal, but we actually bring you to the awareness that there's so many other levels that you didn't know you wanted or needed to improve. Yes. And you walk away from situations and you're just like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm such a better person. Why is that? Yeah. And it's because you have these tools now and you have this knowledge that is going to last you a lifetime and not just one procedure. I have a client that last week, a week and a half ago, um, she is in her late 60s. Uh, earlier, like decades ago, had been had a bone density scan, and they were concerned that she had periosteoporosis, osteoporosis. And so there was a big concern for her bone density and injuries that were possible in the future. Well, last week ish, she fell down wood stairs outside. It was raining. The wood was slippery. She fell incredibly hard, very bruised, hurt. Um, and she was so disappointed because she was already starting to feel so much better in her health. She's about two months into a protocol and she was having more energy and making all these strides and she exercised daily. And here she had this fall and she was super bummed about it, laid up in bed, went from bed day one, doctor x-rays all that stuff to make sure that nothing was broken um wheelchair day two walker day three walking and doing i mean she can't bend over and pick stuff up she's got her little reacher stick but she went from being bedridden to walking in four days and i yeah. said do you understand how special that is <laughs> you have bad bones and you fell down wood stairs and you didn't break anything not only did you not break anything, but you were out of bed. You were out of that wheelchair in days. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely incredible. So no, we haven't reached the goal for her of getting rid of her migraines that she's dealt with for decades. I think we're going to hit that around six, month six or seven, but I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't live one way for 30, 40 yeah. years yeah. and then have me fix it in a month. That's just not going to happen. But I still believe that's going to happen in the meantime. The nutritional things that she's done, the vitamins, the herbs, she fell downstairs and she's up walking. Not yeah. many other women in her community of her age does that happen to. They've have a lot of broken hip bones yeah. out there and she's not one of them. I said, this is because you have, and it's, she's only been doing the protocol two months, but she's been doing other things for like the last year. So she's got a, a whole year over a year of healthy choices 
And we never know how that's going to benefit us. Yeah. And so we look back and we can see how far we've come. Yeah. Because sometimes you just keep looking at what you don't have. Stop, not stop looking forward because it's, it's good to have hope and anticipation, but once in a while, look back exactly. and go, oh, things are better. Yeah. And that's you gotta, awesome. Yeah. You got to focus on your normal and health, normal and common health issues and keep track of those and just see how like all the amazingness that happens and even like when you're working on your mental and emotional state like if you get fired up by a stressful event like maybe you only sat in that for five hours instead of five days right like that's a huge progress right so it's it's really capturing those things and just like praising yourself because it's hard work it's hard work to get there oh my word sure yeah. It's hard work to stay there sometimes. Oh my God. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think people kind of assume that it's just easier. I mean, it does get easier the longer you do it, but um, you still have to put in the work. Like every day right. you still have to wake up and make choices about your diet and about like mm-hmm. whether or not you want to drink or your sleep. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like all of a sudden in your life, you just become this magic like fairy and you just like right through life. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. Absolutely. And I think some of the things, like you said, they, it might become easy what we were trying to attain before, but there's always so much more. Like we might feel like, oh, I feel pretty good. This must be my normal, you know, this is my level of good. And then you try some new things because you're educating yourself and you're like, oh, I could maybe improve this. And then you do and you go, oh my goodness, I didn't know I could feel this good right? So we keep doing that. And it's just like, keep challenging yourself to find more ways to improve because we can improve until the day we die. Yeah. So um, we connected over your blood work panel you did and actually your mentor, I follow her on TikTok and I've read her book and I've actually incorporated some of the blood work into the course. I'm not trained in it. It's not necessarily what I do. And actually I'm just going to refer people out if that's exactly what they want to do to you. Um, But I find it so fascinating that there's here again is this amazing tool that we get to use to get down to the root cause of things and not like you say through darts in the dark or just like kind of dick around or oh well they're normal they're fine they're not out of the range um just give us a little brief about um what you do with blood panel um analysis so I can look at all of the more blood work I get from a client, the better, because every blood marker is a piece of the puzzle. So we get a bigger picture um, with more information. I can use blood work that's already been done. Uh, A lot of times people will be like, well, it's five years old. And I'll say, well, do you feel better than you did five years ago? Have you made any big changes? And the majority of the time it's, well, no, I haven't. I just still feel okay. That'll do. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you haven't made any changes and you don't feel better, then I can find what's going on and you don't have to spend money on new blood tests. But unfortunately, what I see very often is doctors just don't order blood tests. They might order a CBC, but without the differential. And the differential is like a, you know, a pot of gold. You don't want to miss that. So, um, so I look at the CBC with differential, your thyroid panel, lipid panel, metabolic panel, and um, iron. And 
within all of those, we can find low-grade chronic infections. We can find leaky gut. We can find autoimmune markers. We can find sometimes um, more, even more specific. For example, in your CBC with differential, uh, there are one of the types of white blood cells monocytes. Well, if the monocytes are up at 12% or above, that typically in the past has represented that if you went in, you could probably would hit a positive Epstein-Barr virus test. So if you're totally exhausted and you look at your CBC with differential and you see your monocytes are that high, okay, you probably have mono, the kissing disease. Uh, it's more prevalent in our country than people. They think, oh, I've never tested positive for mono, so I've never had it. The majority of people have it just kind of hanging around and then it's a flare up. So yeah. if you have that high level of exhaustion. So that's just one of many things that we can find. Um, one of my favorite to find for people though, is people that come to me with thyroid issues and they're like, oh, I have hypothyroidism. My thyroid's so bad. I'm like, you stop hating on the thyroid. The poor thyroid most of the time is a completely functional piece of our body, but something else, whether it's the, you know, pituitary or, you know, going up the river, right. there's something else that's not feeding it what it needs to do its job, or it's doing its job perfectly. It's putting out the T4, but the T4 isn't getting converted to okay. T3. Yeah. That conversion happens in the liver and the gut. Yeah. So if you're eating crappy, mm -hmm. then your gut and liver is not going to be able to get the job done of doing that conversion, which you need that for energy. Yeah. Then that conversion doesn't happen. And the thyroid has, um, there's a cycle that's a negative feedback cycle to go up the river mm -hmm. to let it know, okay, we need more of this ingredient or less of this ingredient. I always just call it ingredients because I like to cook, but um, we, so much negative toward negativity towards the thyroid. And then if you go into the doctor and you get just the TSH, and then they put you on a thyroid pill for the rest of your life. Yeah. I have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism. I have been told you need to be on this pill for the rest of your life. And for a period of time, I took the more natural version, the armor thyroid, um, which is desiccated thyroid from like, I don't know, a cow, a goat, who knows? It's it's in a pill because <laughs> I, I mean, this is years ago. I didn't have this education. And when you don't know, you do what your doctor says. Yeah. Um, and then when I found out, I pulled my labs. I saw, wait a minute, I am completely having a conversion issue. I tweaked some of my eating. Yeah. And then my thyroid numbers are great yeah. and I am not, and have not for years been on thyroid medication. So that's the type of thing that we can find in the blood work is, are we treating something that not only doesn't need to be treated, but when we treat it, we are now affecting the whole rest of the system because now we have that negative feedback loop and I I could go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> There is, there are so many answers and, and I am all about, and because of my life experience, I just want to know what's wrong with me. Just somebody mm -hmm. tell me what's wrong with me. And nobody could tell me what was wrong with me until I went to 
another crazy natural lady and she had me hold herbs and she pulled my fingers and I'm like, oh, this lady must be smoking weed or something. And she changed my life. And so now I get to actually know what's going on with my clients. And then I get to go, okay, these are natural things that will not replace hormones in your body but instead will support the area of your body that needs that support. So your body can do it on its own. Yeah. And now you're going to get that proper feedback loop that should be happening. And we encourage the body to tap into its innate healing. And my goal is always to, at whatever extent I can, get people completely off of supplements in about a year. Yeah. Vitamin D, um, we live, you know, in the North and eh, deal with that probiotics because of our soil, but in general, you don't need a pile. Yeah. And it affects your liver, right? Like it's just too yes. much for your liver to like handle yes. anyways. That's like one of the first things I do with my clients and what I um, teach in the course is like, cut those supplements, man, target yourself for a while. Yes. And then get rid Um, Just like circling back to the thyroid real quick, like for me, it is either the gut or your brain that's fucking your thyroid. And I can easily Mm -hmm. tell quite quickly with a client without any testing where we need to focus the most. And the moment, you know, they start doing that and give it time to heal. I think, I don't know which one takes longer. Sometimes the gut does take a little bit longer, but it's just insane to me. It just boggles my mind how doctors don't see this, right? Like yeah. just take one weekend to read a book and right. then make a decision whether or not you're going to practice the old way or the new way, right? Right. Like so I really I feel, can say, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so another part of my story is that I am a sign language interpreter. I'm a medical interpreter. I have been for 20 years. So I have been in thousands of doctor's appointments, surgeries, PT, et cetera, et cetera. And I have seen a shift in how doctors practice and to, to their defense, even though I'm all like, girl, doctors, um, their hands are tied. Yeah. I don't think that they are allowed, especially in the last couple of years. I mean, my, I can't say anything specific to um, appointments due to, you know, HIPAA confidentiality, but in general, I can say over the last 20 years, I've interpreted many, many times or overheard, not with my patient, but with other, just being in the clinic environment, um, there's nothing you can do. Your food, ha- food has nothing to do with this. Oh, those supplements, that's just stuff companies are trying to sell. They mm-hmm. don't actually do anything for you. And as a person that runs a parallel life, I work in mainstream medicine. I live for the last 25 years utilizing alternative medicine and for 15 years working on the side with alternative medicine. I just remember one time where a doctor specifically said, that does nothing. There's no proof. That morning, I had read an NIH study. I mean, it's your it's your world. And I read a study say, showing the ability that it can help. But I don't think they're allowed because it's a flow chart. It's okay. Here, what this? what's the answer? I don't even need a doctor in the room. I could just interpret the whole thing because I know the flow chart. We're going to ask you this, 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 I, I can work, you know, I've got my cup and stuff. I'll do all the vitals. 
it's all so systematic that mm-hmm. I think their freedom to to learn and incorporate is gone at least in the area I work yeah and it's yeah I believe it's super sad because it wasn't like I don't feel like it was like that four years ago I felt like I came across more doctors that were like even saying hey maybe you should take some fish oil I remember I almost died the first time I heard a doctor say that (laughs) praise Jesus people like you exist right (laughs) um but yeah nowadays I just feel more and more that I can almost sense that some of them want to go further, but here, this is the first step. We need to do this first. Here's this prescription. We have to do this first. If this doesn't work, then we'll discuss further things. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. No, it's, um, I'm so excited that you're doing what you're doing and you're going to help loads of people. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your wisdom and, um, let our listeners know where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. So my website is betterthannormalhealth.com and all the social media, it's at betterthannormalhealth. Um, And I look forward to talking with you again in the future and hopefully helping some of your listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. And all that information is down in the show notes. And yes, our paths will meet again. Thank you so much. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.